Hello, it's Victoria here and we're back with our podcast, The New Paradigm, and I'm here with my partner, Danny Hansen. Hi. And he's going to share with you the story of how we met and the moment that I asked him to be in an open relationship with me. You can take it from here. I'm telling the whole story from <laughs> the very, very start. Go on. We've only got 20 minutes. All right, I'll make, <laughs> I'll make it a quick version. So it was World Vegan Day in November on the Gold Coast, and I knew a lot of the vegan community, and it was a big event in the park, right? And there was this gorgeous redhead yoga instructor who I hadn't met, and one of the ladies was a close friend who organised the day, and she came up to me and she said, Danny, you've got to organise some like boys some of the some men to do yoga and I was like yeah so I rustled up some of the men that I knew and anyway this gorgeous redhead yoga instructor comes around a few minutes later and she's like would anyone like to do yoga and you said fuck yeah I'll do yoga (laughs) Vic finds that funny because she thinks it's great that they're the first words that I ever said to her um and so anyway and so I do yoga and I did not realise how stunning Vic was until she started moving and instructing and it was really, really cool. And I remember just thinking, I'm going to fuck that yoga instructor. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, in the days following that, I found her on Facebook and added her and messaged her. And um, she completely ignored me. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> devastated, not devastated, but just like... Oh, well, wasn't meant to be, you know. And um, a few months later, uh, it was Australia Day, so like uh, the end of January, she messaged me and basically hit me up if I was going to this event on the Gold Coast, um, like another vegan event. And I hadn't even heard of it. I hadn't even heard it was on. But I said, yeah, I'm going. Like, of course I'm going. And, um, <laughs> you said it'd and, be better if you're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause <laughs> I asked her whether she was going, and I said it'd be better if you're there. And um, that is a cute line. Right. Props, <laughs> props to us being cute. Anyway, and so I rocked up there, and I remember us, like, flirting and being close with each other. I remember having a bit of nervousness because Vic rocked up with a friend. Um and I had a bit of nervousness on approaching her. And then once we did approach, we were just flirty. And I remember people asking me, like, oh, how long have you been dating her? And I was kind of like, basically, essentially had our first conversation, like today, like <laughs> just now. And anyway, um, we took each other home for that, from there. And it was one of the sweatiest days of the year. And I remember we spoke about having a shower and we just stripped in front of each other. And... We were just, like, checking each other out. And we ended up spending the afternoon um, chatting in bed, naked, before connecting deeper, having sex. And I basically didn't leave Vic's room for the next, like... I was there till Sunday night, so, yeah. Spent, Saturday morning till spent Sunday like a evening. big like 48 hours with each other and essentially we were in a relationship together at that stage in my mind like and I'm not someone who jumps into relationships but I just like had all these green lights for it and it was really cool and Vic was fresh out of a relationship and had some hesitations and some 
and like <laughs> was trying not to jump into it but it just happened it just flowed really really naturally the weekend after Vic came and met a lot of my group we went to a festival in Brisbane and um, it just really solidified us it was all really beautiful and I used to listen to audiobooks and we started reading the same audiobooks we were telling each other books to read so that we could like get on the same wavelengths get the same words in our head and I remember we were speaking about The Alchemist and a couple of other books and Vic said I want you to read um, The Ethical Slut and so I downloaded it and I remember listening to it on the avocado farm where I was working and it's all about polyamory and I was thinking can I do this no. <laughs> yeah, you you go on. We were sitting in the the back of the troopy, and you asked me um, to be your girlfriend, and then oh, then there was like a week or so later, and I'd come back from a festival, and I was like, hey, I was like, um, oh yeah, you're first, yeah, <laughs> and I was like, um, do you want to be polyamorous with me? You were like, yeah, what is it? <laughs> and then um, when we started like started explaining all this to you, and that's when you started to read the the ethical slut and yeah. we were like trialing all this stuff and you would seem really excited and up for it and I don't think you even knew what it meant which was really fun it was just your general way <laughs> yeah it all flowed really easily I remember right we'll get a bit deeper into this so we ended up going to a, a hippie festival called modifier right which runs on the burning man principles like the the leave no trace and um not use currency and everything but it's a very very small version of burning man and um there's like little poly communities and like workshops and stuff there. And it was kind of like our first weekend where we're going to like, you know, be poly and explore. And so I'm like, <laughs> oh, it was funny. Vic like instantly had like these guys kind of gravitating towards her. And she had this one, one dude, I was about to name him, but we probably shouldn't. For the podcast. <laughs> Don't do that. Anyway, big handsome dude. And um, and they were kissing and stuff, and it was it was cute. He was a real sweetheart, but it was interesting seeing Vic like passionately kiss a man for the first time, um, when I was like besotted with this girl, and it was still very bloody early in our relationship. That's for sure, and I still had this monogamy mindset, this framework in my mind. Um, but I I do remember feeling okay was seeing Vic kiss him but then I was I was a bit triggered like two days into this two days into this um festival when Vic had kissed passionately like three guys and I was having a grand old time dancing and like hanging out with everyone but I wasn't really like those I had blocks in my mind of like asking a woman to kiss me or getting that close with a woman that I'd feel comfortable kissing her I think I was worried about um Vic feeling unsafe when really now that I look back on it that's me not feeling safe in my own like mm. my own levels of love I guess my old behaviors my old patterns were to once I find the next girl that I'm besotted with to leave my current girl and move mm. on to that one because I don't want to because I've always had fear on the monogamy framework and around the relationship escalator and things getting too deep and so it was quite 
a big part of my habits to just move on to the next girl, move on to the next girl, move on to the next girl. And I really didn't want to do that with Vic in such early times. And so I think I had big blocks and big fears. Anyway, there was, there was actually a workshop Vic and I went to um, where we were explaining to this beautiful South American chick that we're polyamorous trying this thing. And it, um and Vic was basically saying to her, yeah, you can kiss my boyfriend, like saying, yeah, kiss him. And, like, <laughs> and, we, like, and she was like, she's like, no, no, like, not up for it. And, um, you know, and so we must have exaggerated it, but Vic was like, yeah, kiss him. <laughs> um, that was like, the story that for the story for the, re- for the rest of the festival was like our friends just picking, picking on Vic, just being like, kiss him, kiss my boyfriend, kiss him. <laughs> and um, yeah, we were hashtagging that for ages. Anyway, you go on with some story. Mm, um, yeah, so I just remember that was like um, a real like pivotal moment in our relationship because um, coming back on that Monday and you going to work, there was like this moment of mm. like can I actually do this? And then, like, or, or, or what the other thing that was happening was, like, people at Danny's work that were getting into his head and saying, no, is that going to last? That's, you know, you're, like, you're mm. clearly upset and all this sort of stuff. And that was bringing up fear in me because it was like, well, I don't want this to end. Like, I was just as besotted with you. And just feeling all the pressures of um, the old paradigm, basically, what people think works and what people consider to be a serious relationship. And... What people consider to be a serious relationship is one where people are committed to each other and what committed looks like to people is not connecting with other people, not kissing other people or having being in the in the sexual and in sexual energy with other people. Mm. Mm. So it's interesting because at this point neither of us had slept with anybody else or um yeah. Yeah. Really did, got I that remember far that into I it. remember that day actually, that um, so the Monday or Tuesday or whatever it was back at work. And all of a sudden, it's like all this emotion and everything that I'd been pushing down, like any fears of seeing Vic kiss someone else. Um, at the time, at the festival, in the flow of the festival, you know, f- well, I know, festivals for me are a different framework in my mind and everything goes, you know, it's like it's like a lot more free love and then I'm back in the real world at work and my mind's like replaying these pictures of Vic kissing someone else and I was very triggered like I had big emotions come up I had big I remember so I've got a fear of unworthiness and fear of abandonment when I go deep down into my into my emotions into my sadness sometimes I feel that abandoned feeling like it goes back to patterns with my parents and whatnot and it's fine it is what it is we've all got fears we've all got um, we've all got patterns and I just remember really having this abandonment shadow come up and how that's played out in my life is any time that I've felt abandoned I'd do the abandoning I'd be the first one to run right she's she's leaving me she's abandoning me I'll I'll run and it's like part of my mind was replaying this story of Vic kissing someone else and was just like burn this relationship down, move on, we don't have to fucking be here, we don't have to tolerate this. And I was like, and I had to shut that down, basically have this debate, this internal debate with myself saying, look, it's not the end of the world, we don't need to burn the whole relationship down. And it was a complete pattern breaker for me, that's for sure. And it hurt, it did 
hurt and I had to had to really communicate with Vic and say, look, this is what's fucking happening for me. This is what I'm feeling. This is overwhelming. And I remember feeling very overwhelmed and sad and fearful and partly angry and just... But part of me was really in love and wanting to be happy and comfortable in it. And I think I get a bit of shame that comes up in when I'm in that state that's just like, why can't I just be happy and like free love and fucking mm. comfortable in this? Yeah, I think there was a big piece for both of us around like what our ideals were and what we, what we felt was possible versus like where we were at in our growth stage and also where society was at around us in that stage of our life. Like when Danny and I met, we were, you know, drinking, taking drugs, partying and all these sort of things. And, you know, now we're at a stage in our lives where we're not doing so much of that. And the kind of people that we're attracting are, are a lot more level-headed, I would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so back in the day when we were drinking and partying and stuff, it was like very wild in a way. It was very, um, very loose. And it was showy as well. It was coming from more of an egoic place of like, look what we can do, look what we can get away with in our relationship because we're mm. so in love and we're so fucking wild. Yeah, definitely. That, that was, was Well, that's a mask I was totally. wearing, that's for we sure. We both were. Yeah. There was like this energy between the both of us when we first met that was just like, who's more wild, me yeah. or you? Yeah. <laughs> and we have this line that we used to always say and still do, we say, we're getting away with it. Like, <laughs> like that was a real big energy, a real big mask for us of like, mm. we're just going to keep pushing forward and ignore all the fucking like, <laughs> destruction that we're creating. <laughs> Yeah, it was, and I feel like there was this energy of like both of us wanting to be laid back mm. and not cause too much drama because I think we really were just getting on so well and it was so easy mm. in so many ways. Um, I also joke that when Danny and I were first together that how we navigated open relating for the first um part of our relationship was that we were just bros like we were just absolute <laughs> bros like we would just drink together and we'd just party and we'd just like be keeping up with each other in this way and it was like this this like brotherhood of what actually kept us together in mm. a way because um we weren't really you know we we've taken this pathway into tantra and things now and I think we're very much honoring of the the feminine and the masculine inside of us and really wanting that to be in balance and um yeah just keeping check on on all the parts of ourselves whereas back then we were completely you know all that stuff was just not in our space so we were just like running through life and with this ridiculous energy Mm. which was so much fun and I wouldn't change it for the world it was um a really wild time Mm. yeah I always say well what came up just then I was just realizing the books that we were reading at that point that's when I really Mm. started getting into audible and I'd just begun meditation a couple of months before I met you and um I feel like polyamory was this major major cricket bat to the head of spirituality that just Mm. like forced me to get rid of all my beliefs I was reading Eckhart Tolle The Power of Now as mm-hmm. well and at the same time we were I was a partier and we're running through life I was learning about presence and and that, non- non-attachment yeah and non-attachment mm. and that that was a massive thing around polyamory mm. and so here I was getting this big spiritual kick in the guts mm. and and then we booked flights overseas because Vic's visa was up and then we went on a massive 
10 months overseas adventure. And then you got my name tattooed on your arm. I did get <laughs> your name tattooed on my arm. Yeah, so we were we were just on one. We were mental. And so, like, <laughs> like this was three years ago. So please don't think, listeners, that you have to create a bunch of destruction and, like, be on a <laughs> wild ride to be getting into polyamory and open relating or or relationship anarchy mm. what we're saying is we made so many mistakes <laughs> and we want to tell you all about them on this podcast <laughs> that we're going to tell you so many triggers that we went through but so that it can help other people that are hopefully a little bit less bloody crazy than we are <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And actually one of the things I want that's um I want to speak to is when I first um moved into this idea of, you know, co- um connecting with other people and having this sort of primary relationship with Danny, the only thing I'd heard of at the time was polyamory. And the more I started to read about it and understand it, I was like, I actually feel like what Danny and I do now is really different from polyamory in a lot of ways. Um and there's this sort of energy that I was finding with the polyamory community, a beautiful community that it is, that it's sort of, um, it's so many things that it's almost like lost its meaning. And um, what I'm finding is it's like the more I start to research this and be in it and live it is that there's this, this spectrum from like monogamy to polyamory. And one of the words that I use to describe what Danny and I do are doing, we created a word called panogamy, like panogamy. Um, do you want to explain what that is? Uh, well, ogamy or gamos comes from the Greek word for marriage. And um, if you want to say so mono, monogamy means one marriage, right? Um, pan is the word for wild. And so Vic likes to say panogamy means wild love or like wild, wild marriage. marriage. Yeah. Um, you go and, on. Yeah, so this idea of this like wild marriage is like that there's this central point that we've created but that um we're just honoring we're allowing like the love that's between us to actually be wild and flow in any direction that it moves in and not um like create this like island type energy that I spoke to in the in the first podcast around how we um you know how we've been brought up with with like marriage and what marriage means it's like this idea that it's like there's two people that are creating this like island almost and mm. way of like instead of like a community or a tribe or an energy and the more like because the expansive amount of love that I've been feeling between Danny and I since since we met it's like what if we allowed that love to lead the way and what if we allowed that love to to become our growth and that is what panogamy looks like for us and I just call it open relating now I try not to get caught up in any labels because anything that we put a label on is just like creating it to be a certain way because every label has a certain structure and really that what I'm desiring is a, a relationship where we let love lead the way and that this love that's moving between us to to choose the direction and sometimes that direction is going to take us away from each other a little bit and, and allow us to grow in that way and sometimes that, that growth is going to be together and moving through. So really the what the difference was that I was noticing between what polyamory is about and what um what we're doing is about is that polyamory is about having a lot of different relationships with people and loving many 
And what I think we're doing is um, allowing growth to happen in whatever direction that takes us and allowing that to... And having this sort of base that's happening between us but not staying attached to that idea. So there's just like a partnership that we've created and that we are really finding each other complementary to each other in a lot of ways but we're not attached to this idea that the relationship needs to look a certain way or be a certain way for our growth. Mm, mm. On that note, um, the relationship anarchists have what's known as the relationship smorgasbord and it's 16 different boxes, right? You can Google it, it's really good. Um, And romance is one, life partnership is one, um, sex is one, there's co-carer for like a child or a dog or whatnot, there's friendship, there's even kink and and like financial partner down the bottom. Um, So 16 different boxes. And what the point of them is and what the relationship anarchists say is that with any individual person that we have a relationship with, we can have a look at this smorgasbord and go, right, I want to, like like this person I might see as a financial partner and we've got that and we're also going to be friends, right? So we're going to use those two boxes. Um, for this lover that, I'm, that I've just had sex with, there's sex on the table and I might have some romance there, but I don't want to be their life partner um, and I don't want to be financially like in a financial partnership with them I don't want to be a co-carer for the dog whatever (laughs) um with Vic and I we've chosen to have life partnership and so that's a box that we've grabbed and we also want romance and sex and domestic and co-caregivers yeah so Mm. but it would be crazy to think of one person to be all 16 of the boxes if you if we have a look at the boxes um there's there's a lot on there so all we're saying is that we can have more people in our life that you know take some of these boxes like I might have a I might have a financial partner completely separate to Vic who might I might run a business with but then I come back to Vic and I've got my life partner in her. I might have friends who I'm affectionate with or have some romance with. I might. And all we've done, the only difference between us and normal societal monogamy is that we also keep sex and romance in the, on the cards. Don't get distracted by the dog, Victoria. <laughs> um, we, that we also keep sex and romance on the cards and love with, um, with others, with people that are out are our friends because we do find yeah. ourselves as very sexual beings and it's fine and we can still have life partnership with each other mm, exactly mm. all right we're going to wrap this one up here but we want we're really wanting to share is that um we're going to be sharing more about our relationship and the journey and the lovers that have come into our lives over the time and the lessons that we've learned and the growth that we've had so if you want to tune in tomorrow of that, please send us a message with the topics that you're um, traveling through right now with Open Relating and we'll see if we've got anything we can share with you. Thanks so much. Bye. Cheers.